Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Nick Davis! Nick Davis! I don't believe it! I see it, but I don't believe it! Welcome to a new episode of I See It But I Don't Believe It. We're finally back with some more normal episodes, so I apologise for the short break we took and the trivia we did. But it's a non-Sydney-related episode today, because I know you guys have had a lot of them. But this one is called The Comeback. I've got Joel Dusha here. Hey. Hey, how's it going? <laughs> Pretty good. Uh, people probably know your voice from How Good's Footy. Yes, uh, you've done one of these with one of my co-hosts, Tom. And, and it was great. Yeah, it was really good uh, <laughs> to the point where I listened to it in preparation for today and I was a bit nervous because of how good it was. <laughs> um, and we can't, like, I've look, I've come here to both represent How Good's Footy but also to try and do a better job than Tom <laughs> and I'm very upset that his was so good because the bar is so high. And I'm speaking to him tomorrow again. Yeah, I know, I heard that as well. Yeah. Surely he has to shit the bed with one of them. He, he's an entertainer, though, Tom. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> but he's no a Geelong good. supporter. So yeah, that I kind know, of ruins it for a lot of people, right? An entertainer, but arrogant. Yeah. I like Tom. Tom's great. So what are we talking about today? So we are talking about the, I think it was round 16, 2001, game between Essendon and North Melbourne. But at the time, but it was called the Kangaroos. Kangaroos. Uh, uh, where Essendon were down by 69 points about nine minutes into the second quarter. And then... Went crazy kicking goals, which led to the biggest comeback in AFL-VFL history. So you want to call the episode the greatest comeback of all time, but I refuse. Yeah. Because I consider a different game the greatest comeback of all time. Yeah, um, a game that... Which I watched today, part of today. Yeah, I saw uh, one of your tweets about that, actually, (laughs) which hurt me because I knew exactly what the thought process would have been. (laughs) Me talking about this game has led you to remember that game which has then re- resulted in you re-watching part of it. Yep. And it's something that I don't want to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> Just the Swans coming back from 19 points down with four and a half minutes to go. But um, after going 0-6, and six, and that game got us into the eight for that yeah. year. So yeah, look, I remember, I remember vividly. Then knocked you guys out of finals, which was... <laughs> yeah, ruled. So um, good. But this game was from 2001. We were both young children then. Mm-hmm. Um, so we've got different kinds of memories of it. And then re-watching it was kind of yeah. interesting. Um, but let's set the scene for this one. So you said round 16, 2001, it's Essendon against the Kangaroos. 
at the MCG, there's a crowd of 51,878 there, which is probably more than North Melbourne have played in front of in a very long time because yeah. no one likes North. Well, something that... So I'm an Essendon supporter, which... Couldn't, couldn't yeah, tell. Probably didn't come across by the topic. But uh, <laughs> North Melbourne at this point, I, I always forget this, but in the late 90s, very early 2000s, they were a juggernaut team. Yep. Uh, so, yeah, there was a lot of North supporters that were actually happy to go to the footy, which is very different to now. I mean, why would you want to go and see North play? <laughs> yeah, look, um, cheering for Cunningham's... Cunnington. Cunnington. I can't remember his name. Cunningham plays for Sydney and he's great. He's one of my f- yeah, yeah. few badges. We've talked about yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. Look, look, it was a mistake. <laughs> you knew who I meant. I, uh, the less I think about the current North Melbourne team, the better. So, so I just want to set the scene with this. So context compared to footy as we know it now. Um, the umpires were in white with blue piping on it. Mm-hmm. So clashed terribly with the North Melbourne strip. Yes. So it was great. Yes. Um, short goalposts. Yes. So seemed more accurate than you were. (laughs) Yes. If they went, yeah, you got away with a few, which I think in this game they got away with a few over the goalpost. Um, Essendon went into this as the 2000 premieres. Yes. And North went, or Kangaroos went into this as the 1999 premieres. Yes. So that's another thing. But they played each other in round one and Essendon won by 85. Like Essendon were a team that couldn't be stopped this season. And the previous game, we played them in the qualifying finals for the 2000 final series, and we beat them by 125 points. Another game I remember vividly. <laughs> I mean, it's a good game to remember vividly. Yeah, it's so good. <laughs> um, so, Essendon went into this on top of the ladder. Yes. They'd won 14 of 15 games, mm-hmm. whereas North were 11th, and they'd only won eight games. So, And they didn't have Wayne Carey either. He was out for some reason, being a dickhead maybe, probably. Um but we probably shouldn't talk about that because I'll just get <laughs> mad. First quarter. Yes. You were heartbroken. Yeah. So, uh, so to set the scene with this, I was 10 years old and I can't remember if I'd started watching it on TV, but I definitely was not watching it when the events of the game went like into play. So either I started watching it and was just like, wow, we are in trouble and I'm 10 so I don't want to watch my team lose by like 100 points yeah or I might not have been watching it at all but I was listening to it on the radio uh and I remember this comes into play later but one of the commentators who I remember vividly was Rex Hunt yep who look I'm pretty sure he's a bad man but at the time aren't they all yeah most yeah Mm. no I hope to say all I'll go on the record all commentators bad people I feel like Bruce McAveen. Like okay. Bruce. God damn it. It's hard to be mean to Bruce. Yeah. He just loves footy. He, he, loves, he loves footy. He loves sport, basically. Yeah, he researches, which none of the others no. do. Anyway, so... <laughs> Rex Hunt is I, where we're at. Uh, yes. And I was listening to this game. Uh, I remember, for like real vivid detail, I uh, my parents had moved into a new house and we had a double garage, which is something that I'd never had as a child. And I was just like skateboarding laps of it, listening to a really old radio playing the footy. Um, this picture in my head is the greatest thing ever. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's funny because, like, I would have been... That means I would have been just, like, skating laps for, like, two and a half hours listening to this game. <laughs> um, but, yeah, first quarter, uh, North Melbourne kicked 12 goals and Essendon kicked, like, two or three. So they kicked 12 goals, goals one yes. from 19 forward 50 entries. So 13, set, uh, 13 shots on goal... From 19 forward 50. Everything they touched turned to gold in this quarter. Yes. And Essendon, on the other hand, kicked two goals, three. Yes. They just were being beaten 
everywhere. all over the ground, one on ones. Their defense was just being destroyed. There were heaps of like really awesome contested marks. Savrock at Corey McKernan, they yeah. couldn't be stopped. Byron Pickett as well. Yeah. Something, yeah. look, before we get to the heartbreak, for any North Melbourne supporters <laughs> out there, Byron Pickett is someone that I had totally forgotten about until I rewatched this game, and I was like, wow, he is so good at so football. So good. Uh, and just so chill about it as well. Yeah. And then, but Corey McKernan, when he kicks a goal later in the game, which we'll get to, like, full-on screams. Yeah. No, no, when he took the mark, it wasn't even when he kicked the goal, it was when yeah. he marked it, yeah. and he just screamed. And he's got a, um, I, don't, I can't remember if it happened during the game or if he came into the game with it, but he's got a bandage on his yeah, head. Yeah, yeah. It was during the game because in this quarter he didn't have it. No. Um, yeah. Byron Pickett actually kicks, I think, might be the first goal for North Melbourne from, like, running into the goal square, but, like, at a crazy angle. It Look, it was very exciting football. <laughs> and if I was a neutral supporter, I would have been like, yeah, sweet. Like, at least all these goals are exciting. Yeah. As an Essendon supporter, I was like, wow, we're meant to be good. Yet today we are very bad. So let's, let's just contextualize this a little mm-hmm. bit. This Essendon side had... James Hurd. Yes. Dustin Fletcher. Yes. Jason John- uh, Jason Johnson. Yep. Wow, I don't know why I got confused there. Mark Johnson. Mark Johnson. Uh, Adam Carousella. Yep. Blake Carousella. Blake Carousella. Fuck. Adam Ramanaskis. Adam Ramanaskis is the other one. Uh, who else was there? Michael Long. Michael Long. There were, it was like a fully stacked team. Yeah. Yeah. We. Uh, Steve Alessio was our yeah. Ruffman. Yeah, it's... <laughs> Pretty much, if you were to look at, like, I guess, like, the best players for Essendon in the last 30 years, almost every single one of them was in this team. This is the Essendon side that lost one game the year before. Yeah. yeah. A game that I was at and <laughs> breaks my heart to think about. But also, I mean, like, I can't be too upset, but still. You're just a bad luck time. So, uh, they go into quarter time, 2-3-15 to 12-1-73. So, North Melbourne are up by 58 points. Yeah. Not a great start. <laughs> that it, it was pretty unheard of to to see that happen to Essendon at that time. Yeah. One thing that is so strange, and especially if any of the listeners go back and rewatch the footage, there's a great YouTube video that is like all of the goals, but Do it that. gives you enough of the commentary around it to get a vibe for how the game is going. Um, because the commentary at this point, they're still talking positively about Essendon. Like as in... <laughs> They're like what? Like they're not underselling North Melbourne. They're like, wow! Like they've kicked incredible goals with Essendon. That at no point in the first quarter are they like Essendon are in trouble here. It's just like when they kick their second goal, they're like, oh, Essendon probably needed that. To- <laughs> yeah, you think? With it's it was it's so weird to hear because like in a game like in 2019, if a team kicks five or six goals in a row, the commentators are just like, well, the other team is dead. Yeah, done. They're done. Turn yep. this. Turn the TV off. Don't even bother watching the rest because they're going to lose. Unless it's Richmond, by then they yeah. expect them to win. Because yeah, know. we go into the second quarter. Yes, and North kick three of the first first <laughs> <goal laughs> four goals. So look, the comeback hasn't started yet. <laughs> uh, it just kept getting worse because uh, they kick three goals and we kick one. Then I think they kick another two. No, I think they kick two. Then you kicked one. Then they kicked one. Oh, okay, yeah. So it got out to 69 points. Yes. About, as you said, about nine minutes into the second quarter. So, uh, 11 and a half goals up. I mean, significant. (laughs) Big. (laughs) No one in the history of the game had ever come back from that. Weirdly, though, the record that it beat had only been set, like, a couple of years ago. Like, a couple of years before this. Yeah. So, I guess maybe that's why the commentators are like, well... Huge comebacks happen (laughs) in this era still. Uh, So that's good. Um... 
But then Essendon just flicked the switch and they kicked nine unanswered <laughs> goals. Yep. And then this was actually a point when I was rewatching the game. I was like, wow, have I misremembered this? Was it like North Melbourne just went nuts and then Essendon just like ran over the top of them? But not really because no. Essendon kicked nine goals and you think that the game, like, ah, oh, it's done. This is the Essendon that are just going to run away with it, basically, which is still would have been crazy. Yeah. But like, it's not, wouldn't be that exciting if by halftime Essendon have it in the bag. That isn't what happens. No, it's not at all. <laughs> Essendon kicked nine unanswered goals and then North Melbourne are like, well, we better turn it back on here. Well, Essendon kicked nine, but they were still behind. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it was still three goals <laughs> behind. But Matthew Lloyd kicked six goals in the second quarter alone. He kicked nine for the game. Yeah. He kicked six in the second quarter and he had these huge pads on his thighs. Yeah. And it, he looked very weird. Yeah. <laughs> like, very strange. And I know the footage is, like, slightly warped, but when you see him lining up for goal, he literally looks like a brick with that little <laughs> head put on top because the, the jerseys aren't tight like they are now. No. So it's a bit loose. His arms are in front of him holding the ball, and then he's got these huge <laughs> pads on his thighs. Yeah. She so just looks like a brick on its end with a little Lego head put on top of it. It's really weird uh, looking at the jer- I didn't notice the jerseys being, like, way looser than they are until when... Because uh, Adam Ramanaskis wears long sleeves. Yep. And he takes a mark, and his sleeves are so, like, baggy. <laughs> I'm like, wow... <laughs> No wonder why no one was wearing long sleeves in this era. That would have been so hard to run in. Well, Adam Uze used to wear them, but he used to chop them off at three-quarter. Then he got fined for chopping them off at three-quarter. That's... Why? I don't know. What was the fine for? Not regulation. Uh, I guess that... But seriously, Adam Uze, if you look, he used to wear them three-quarter. And that's why when someone was wearing long sleeves, might have been a Sydney player, but they were shorter. Yeah. But because they're so tight now, they just pulled them up a bit. So it was just like sitting shorter. But back then, he literally was just chopping them off. Anyway, I love long sleeve Guernseys. It's weird. It just seems strange that they're like, long sleeve, fine, no sleeves, fine. Any, any way in between, no, fine. <laughs> yeah. There must be a reason. Fucking love them, though. Um, collars, too. Collars are good. <laughs> <laughs> but Shannon Grant was really big in this quarter for North. Yep. But then James Hurd and Jason Johnson. Uh, Jason Johnson was best on ground in this game. Yeah. Uh, it's weird to think that a player that kicks nine goals doesn't get best on ground. But Jason Johnson just never looked like he gave up, despite the fact that we got absolutely murdered in the first quarter. He had 31 touches and four goals in this game. Yeah. Like, that doesn't happen. And he's just like, every time you see him get the ball, he literally just explodes yeah. out of the pack. And that was the cool thing about what Essendon did in that quarter, and I think that was the Essendon yeah. game plan of that era, which was clean centre clearance and then really fast burst out of stoppage. Yeah. And it was really free-flowing play, but really quick. So and then we had, like, forwards that, like... Took contested marks. Yeah, if if the ball was going in their hands, they weren't letting go. Yeah. It was incredible. This was before Paul Ruse apparently ruined footy, but... Um, How dare he? Whatever. <laughs> Won a premiership off it, too, actually, so fuck him. Um, yeah. The, the, the kicks inside 50 were just kind of perfect every yeah. time. They would put it out to the their advantage. The defenders had no chance, really. Yeah. Uh, one thing also watching this game, and something that's relevant now, is uh, both teams loved waggling the goalposts when... Uh, I wrote that down! <laughs> Here, Dustin Fletcher shaking the goalposts! But, there's, so, there's a Dustin <laughs> Fletcher goal in this, uh, Dustin Fletcher one, where he's shaking it really bad, but then, I think it's in the last quarter, a North defender's doing exactly the same thing, so I guess it was just a part of the game plan? That then? maybe is why the rule got brought in! Well, Dustin Fletcher is the reason it got brought in, because he used to be bad at doing it. That is, like... 
he literally caused that role to be Like the Toby Green one. Yeah. Which he actually got called for yeah, last week, which is nice. Yeah. It was nice. Um, although the rampy thing, ugh, annoying. Yeah, have a fine, but you didn't do anything wrong, apparently. Well, because technically he didn't break the... And I'm not defending him because he's a fucking idiot, but because he technically didn't break the rule because he didn't intentionally shake the goalpost, he intentionally, intentionally climbed, climbed it. the goalpost. That's what the issue was. I wouldn't be surprised if at the end of the season it they gets changed, changed the rules. Yeah, he's an idiot. Like he's. But did you? Sorry, we're getting off topic here. No, but that's did you fine. see it? Because it was an Essendon game. Did you? See, did you see um, the Swans banner last week against North? They the cheer squad put a little doll of Dane number twenty four holding on to the post <laughs> of the banner. <laughs> no, I didn't see that. But I'm pretty sure the um, Fremantle. One of the banners in the Essen Freer game addressed it as well. I oh, think. really? I think it was the Essen Freer game. Yeah, yeah, because it, it was the week after. Yeah. I think it was Freer. I can't remember if it was Freer saying something about, like, they're going to beat us without having to shake a goalpost or something like that. Well, they didn't. No, they didn't. It was God, it was an awful game. Anyway, let's go to a good game. Our game was good. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we haven't even talked about it. I really want to later. Not now. But North Melbourne relevant, Essendon relevant. It's yep. all in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, anyway, so North Melbourne took a 21-point lead into halftime. Yes. So you're still behind by about four goals. Yeah, which is still like, again, if you're losing by 21 points, it's not the end of a game, but like that's a, it's a significant margin. It is. And so you kicked 10 goals one yeah. in that quarter. They kicked four goals straight. So they still only kicked one behind. So there was 16-1 yeah. and we were... 12-4. 12-4. That's so, great. Yeah. Wow, I wish we would kick straight like that now. <laughs> if we kicked one more behind in that Freer game, I probably... <laughs> I don't even know what I would have done. I'm so glad I wasn't talking to you this week. <laughs> it was bad enough the weekend before. I thought you were going to die. Um... I genuinely thought you were going to... Oh, yeah, it was... It was, a, it was a, a mix of things that should have left everyone concerned. I was at a bar for the Essendon Sydney game where drinks were... $6. Like, $6 for a pint, which apparently they have to advertise as it being happy hour, even though that it is that the whole time, because presumably that is too cheap. What? Yeah, weird. Um, I was... It was a sports bar where everyone was barracking for Sydney. Sound like a great place. And... Yeah, Essendon were just playing so frustratingly, and then we lost when, like, they gave me, like, a glimmer of hope and then just cooked it. And the only thing I could do was go to the bar. So, uh, yeah, I survived, just. I celebrated. Yeah, probably was... in a similar way that I drowned my sorrows. I don't drink. I don't, I, I was fine. I oh. mean, my team won, so I don't care. Uh, should we go to the second half of this game? I think we should. We'll go back to 2001. Yeah, a, a happier... <laughs> happier well, Essendon time? Yeah, for a while. I mean, we could talk about round 14, 2017, if you want, or no, no, no. the first final 2017. But, uh, so third quarter. <laughs> yes, third quarter. Um, it started to become a real arm wrestle, which, as you were saying, it was very kind of shootout in a way yeah. because both teams had kind of gotten on each other's level after yeah. the previous half was very heavily one team's way or the other. Mm-hmm. Um, the first note I've got here is Dustin Fletcher shaking the post at the Sinclair set shot, Yeah, um, which was the first time I noticed it in yeah. this, which was very funny because he's just standing right next to him and just banging his body into yeah. it. He's like, he's on the mark, but yeah, he's just like... It shook so much. Yeah. 
<laughs> but do you reckon the shorter goalpost shook more? Well, I would think that a taller goalpost would shake more. That it'd be harder to impact a bigger thing. Yeah. Yeah, I guess it's a tricky one because, like, once the goalpost started to shake and a bigger one, you should be able to get momentum to swing more. Mm, that's true. I mean, we should research. I mean, do we want to? No, not really. This is a football podcast, not a <laughs> physics podcast. Uh, so Essendon kind of continued to peg them back. Yeah. Um, but North's uh, forwards were still really firing, still taking those really incredible mm. contested marks. Corey McKernan, I think we forget how good a player he was. Yeah. Again, watching these highlights, I was like, Jesus. There's yeah. like so so many good players in the North Melbourne team. And yeah, um, he was unstoppable. If they had won this game, he probably would have got best on. Yeah, he was amazing. Just his his agility for a big guy is actually really surprising. Yeah. Because I don't think as like a 10-year-old, 11-year-old, you don't take as much notice of that stuff. Yeah. But now looking back, it was like, holy shit. But even Sav Rocker, his contested marking Sav was Rocker amazing. Sav killed us in the first quarter. Yeah, he kicked four goals in the first quarter. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I felt every single one. <laughs> and he um, was taking like huge contested marks. Yeah, really big ones. And, and it wasn't like the defenders were playing poorly either. Like, no. The, the delivery to them was so good, and then their ability in the air was yeah. so good combined. It was just amazing. Yeah. But, um, sorry, I just noticed your watch that you've been promoting very heavily. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's very special to me. <laughs> look, I'm trying out being a watch guy. I'm, look. I, I'm a watch person, but I have it on right now. But you can see my... Yeah, your watch tan. Yeah, yep, it's yep, good. Yep, and it's my good. bruise from my watch, it's good. <laughs> I live a great life. Um, so, James Hurd, though. Yes. Him, Jason Johnson in this midfield. Yes. Holy fuck. Yeah, James Heard, again, someone that we, I think, through time and due to his coaching efforts, forget. Coaching just... efforts is a weird way of putting it, but sure. We'll, we'll go with it. Yep. I'm just pointing out that it's weird. Uh, scandals involving him, is that better? I mean, stupid decisions later in life. Yes. Um, post Actually, not even post-retirement. Off-field, he made some <laughs> bad decisions. Yes. Um, and it kind of, I think, makes us forget just how good of a player he was. Yeah. And, like, he was not only really, really good as, like, a player, but as a captain, he would, like, make, like, you could see, like, on-field kind of, like, coaching decisions and stuff like that. Him and Kevin Sheedy was such a good combination. Yeah. Who do you think, just for younger listeners who maybe didn't see a lot of James Hurd, haven't seen him play, mm. who do you think would be a modern-day kind of example of some of the things he could do? That's a really, really, it is a really, really, hard, question. really hard one. Because he, he wasn't, like, a big bull midfielder. He was no. super agile, very skillful. skillful. Yeah, I... Uh... He, and he was fast when he needed to as well. But he was also... He isn't someone that, like, shied away from contested possessions. I mean, like, he famously had his face, face pretty much in. broken. Yeah. yeah, he had a real rough career. Yeah. Like... He got smashed in this game, too. Yeah, yeah. He was he was injured a lot. Um, not just due to, like, his body, like, slowly breaking down over time. But just because, yeah, he would just, like, dive on contested balls. Yeah. I, I don't know. He There isn't really a modern player... Do you think there's a young player that probably looks like they might be able to emulate some of the stuff he does? I think it's it's also kind of hard to, um, unless you've got someone in mind. I kind of do. It's not a Sydney player. That's a shock. <laughs> um, I mean, I could say Oli Florent because that's probably <laughs> a, like a little bit. Actually, that's probably a really good one now that you think about it. Yep. Because tough, uh, 
tough in the contest, yeah. but then super agile and, and almost like poetic with the way they move yeah. with the ball and can get out of con- contests yeah. and then use it really well, go yeah. forward, kick goals kind of thing. Ollie Florence probably a really good one to use. Who was the other one you were going to go with? I was thinking Sam Walsh. He's at like yeah. the obvious example because he's very much that kind of player leadership quality, obviously, yeah. in him as well. I think earlier it doesn't happen so much. 
every, it was mental. Every single player in both of these teams lifted the whole game. Like, yeah. as in, like... So, obviously, North came into this. Well, Kangaroos came into this, like, absolutely firing, and Essendon was stunned. Then Essendon fought back, but then North were just, like, like stood their ground still, and Essendon also never, like, caved and gave up. It was... It's a crazy game. It is. And I've said, like, if you look at some of the videos and the, the comments on YouTube for this, everyone's like, oh, this game's amazing. Then there'd be the odd comment being like, this game was shit. There was no defensive pressure. I'm like, but there actually was? Yeah, all of the... There wasn't so much defensive pressure in the sense of, like, there was no defenders running down forwards and stuff like that, but almost every mark the forwards were taking, no one was just standing in space. They're all seriously contested <laughs> marks. Yeah. Like, big packs as well. Yeah, like I said, like, going into this, after I told you I wanted to do this topic, and then looking at the score sheet and noticing that after halftime it, like, really got close, I was like, oh, wow, maybe this wasn't a great game. But no, then I rewatched it. I was like, nah, should have backed myself. <laughs> it ruled. So good. So it's still an arm wrestle, but then Essendon, I think, got legs late in the game, yeah. and they did kind of get away that little bit later in the game. Yeah, we tick, we kick two goals in a row, like right towards the end, and then that's yeah. pretty much where it's done. So you guys kicked six goals one in the final quarter to three goals five. So their accuracy killed them miss. in the last yeah. quarter, yeah. Um, which meant that you guys ran over the top by two goals, which is absurd. Yeah. Um, and something just with that, um, so I think we kicked our last goal with like a minute and a half to go. Yeah. And this is like where a vivid childhood memory comes in. So like I said, Rex Hunt was commentating and I remember in the last quarter when it was becoming more and more apparent that Essendon, I guess, just had like the staying power in the game. North were fading a little bit and Essendon weren't. Rex Hunt was just getting more and more and more excited. And then when Essendon kicked that first, the first of the two goals... He was yelling a lot, and he's like, this could be it. This could be Essendon. And then the moment they kicked that second goal, he was just screaming. <laughs> like, for the, I don't think he called any players for like no. the last minute and a half because he was just too busy yelling. Because um, he used to do this thing, and it's like one of the really famous Rex Hunt-isms, but at this point it was still relatively new where he would be like, oh, the fat lady's singing, the game's over. Yeah. But at this point, most of the time he'd just do it like for a little bit and then stop and then would continue to call the game but for this it was like the last minute and a half he was just doing this real high pitch <laughs> falsetto sing scream <laughs> I just remember this one passage of play late very late where Essendon were just trying to use up the clock as much as possible Yeah, they were getting played on played on and uh, I think it was Dustin Fletcher or Jason Johnson that kicks it to Hurd on the wing Yeah, and then he tries to use as much time as possible but then he's like alright fuck it Kicks it forward, and that's where they get the last goal out of. Yeah. He's, they're trying to waste time. They keep getting moved on, so like, all right, fuck it, let's try <laughs> to score. Goal, yeah. And they do. Is that also, there's, James Head also did a really weird thing where he plays on from getting paid a 50 in this game. Um, what? Yeah, so. That's a thing now, but back then. Yeah, I think it's in the second quarter. Um, he gets paid a 50 from about. He's in the forward so 50. that one where he gets crunched and then he goes in and kicks the weird goal where the ball just floats? <laughs> yeah, yeah, like yeah, a yeah. slow goal. That was a playing on from... They call it a free kick and then they call a 50 and he, the like the man on the mark kind of like drops his arms defeatedly and James Head like kind of runs around him. Yes. And then kicks his weird floater <laughs> the, yeah, of a goal. Yeah, the ball just kind of like floats like around. In, everything looks like it goes in slow motion. Yeah. Yeah, that was just weird to see. <laughs> um... But this game it ends up 27-9-171 <laughs> to 25-9-159. 
It remains the greatest VFL-AFL comeback from a quarter-time deficit in history. Mm -hmm. I think it still is the biggest comeback just in general. Yep. VFL-AFL. And it remains the highest aggregate score between both teams since quarters were shortened to 20 minutes in 1994. So it still has all of these records. Yeah. Um, I know that the quarter time, uh, the three quarter time deficit was almost broken by us against you, but then Dempsey played on. <laughs> but weirdly, 2014. Uh, yes, and weirdly though, um, something that happened in the Essendon Sydney game. Which one? The most recent one. Two weeks ago. Yeah, two weeks ago. When Sydney won. So- something that I didn't get to talk about in How Good's Footy because I got super distracted. That set shot was so similar to the Dempsey one. So the fact that Mize didn't make the distance by about 10 metres then made me be like, I lot, like thinking back to 2014 being like, ah, oh, what if? I was like, it w- he would have missed. It wouldn't have gone through. Dempsey was closer in. Not that much closer. Five metres? Yeah, but I mean... Can we briefly, while we're on the topic of Essendon and Sydney, yeah. I want to talk about all the Sydney Essendon games. Since 2014, excluding last year, because that was boring. Uh huh. So <laughs> I reckon that if we go through every Sydney Essendon game from 2014 until currently, there's not going to be many positive <laughs> moments for me, and they're all going to be very good for you. Yeah. 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 Well, we haven't won at the SCG since 2009. <laughs> um, you almost did two weeks ago. Yeah, almost. Uh, but in fact, we, if you remember, Gemma, though, and I'm not sure if you do. But we actually lost that one by four points. Five points. Uh, five? Four. It was five because we had exactly the same scoreline last week. Same. It was 10-12, mm-hmm. 72, mm-hmm. to 11-11-77. And that's what the same was against North this weekend. Just gone. So that was a close one. So that was less than a goal. And then... Just like with that, though, if David Myers had a kick to that goal, and people don't really talk about it, and they, he's probably lucky they don't, but when he took that mark, he winked. At Merritt? He did, yeah. So if he had a... He was confident. So if it he had re- kicked that, it, that moment would have been, like, hung up in the AFL Hall of Fame. It reminded <laughs> me of... It reminded it, me of the um, Isaac Smith final in... What was it 2015? 2013? 2015. Yeah. Um, for that final against Geelong. That's what it reminded me of. But Isaac Smith's shot was much easier. Yeah, well, because the thing with Myers was, like, he... I guess the wink, he was lucky because it wasn't... Super, super, super smug. He wasn't like, I've got this. It, like, it was a bit like... I don't think it was a smug wink. I think it was a nervous wink. Yeah. Um, and it also, I think that that moment also... Because a lot of people, after the game, went after Heppel because he's, like, laughing. No, but he was, like, he was trying to support his guy that didn't win them the game on the siren when it shouldn't have been up to him anyway. Yeah, look. And who get like... Who I would gives mu- a fuck? I would much prefer to see them, like... Be like, Jesus. Because, they look, we didn't deserve to win that game. And if we had of, <laughs> then it would have just been like a robbery, basically. Yep, just like North last weekend. But the the smiling thing reminds me of, you know how Melbourne at the moment are doing that thing before the game where they kind of are laughing a little bit. They do that little like chant thing and yeah. they have a laugh with each other before yeah. the game. I think that's great. I don't think it shows that they're not focused. I think it means they've got a good mindset about footy. Yeah. And Essendon also this point in time, have a list where it's a lot of people that care about football, but you also aren't... Like, you don't want another Western Bulldog situation where a lot of the players are suffering very, very heavily from, like, mental health issues and the tolls of, like, all this pressure can have on young men trying to because perform their best. Because of very stupid football media. Yeah. 
I blame um, them wholeheartedly. That's a fair call. Um, They're shit. But, so, 2014. Yes. Dempsey. So, Sydney were up by a significant margin. 44 points? Something crazy. Mm. Was that Eddie had? Was that Uh what it was called at the time? Yep. I was at this game. I remember it distinctly. Because I was stressed. Yeah, Uh, probably should have been. Because we kicked, it must have been seven unanswered goals. Yep. It was not good. Uh, Or, did we kick? No, we never hit the front. Nope. But we got real close. Yeah, with that last bit. Uh, so Dempsey played on, and the port, the umpire <laughs> patted him on the back, like consoling him afterwards. He's like, "Sorry." <laughs> yeah, that's interesting because there's been a few weird court. Like, it'd be interesting to see if something like that happened now. I actually, I've even- seen it happen. It happened last weekend. Yeah, sometimes umpires will just be like, "No, set shot, siren's gone, or is about to go," kind of thing, and kind of give them benefit of the doubt. But also, a dis- he very distinctly played yeah. on. The worst part is he plays on... He does a weird thing because he plays on and the moment that he plays on, he's like, wait, no. And yep. then the siren goes and he's like... Fuck. Yeah. Yeah. So then 2015, mm. round one, mm. Essendon, most of their players had not done any preseason games because yep. of potential bans. Yep. And they came out absolutely firing because mm. they were all excited to play footy. Mm. Um, and this was Isaac Heaney's debut game. Yep. I just hang on. Can I just take a guess? Do Sydney win this? Sydney definitely win. Yes, this. cool. Um, you guys get up by forty something points. Yep. And it's the start of the last quarter, and then Sydney decided, oh yeah, we play footy. Yes. And kicked all the goals, mm. and then Kurt Tippett was playing this game. Buddy Franklin was playing. It was so good, and uh, then Isaac Heaney in his debut game kicks the sealer. It was great. So yep. you guys lost that one. Yep. We always knew they'd run out of legs in that game, though. Yes. Yeah. Um, that one was... Oh, yeah, we had that problem really badly in 2015. And, yeah, because yeah. then you lost the whole on the week after. Yeah, almost doing exactly the same thing. Yep. Yeah. Uh, but then you... Yep. Anyway. And then 2016? Yep. What happened in 2016? I'm going to go out on a limb and I'm say not that being... Essendon probably lost. Let's find out. We'll skip 2016 because Sydney smashed you guys by 81 points. Oh, yeah, cool. <laughs> it's nice that we skipped that, but you're still giving me the margin and uh, the memories. I mean, good memories. Um, and then 2017. Yep. Uh, round hang 14. On, just want to double. Yeah, that was another Essendon loss, wasn't it? There Fuck. were two. There were two. Uh, Even and we better. Lo- we lost both, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, so. So, wait, when was a lot? Have Essendon not beaten Sydney since You like, beat two- us last year. Hurley, remember? He had a really good game. Oh, yeah, that's right. Um, but 2017, round 14, mm. where a whole bunch of games were decided by a goal or less very late in games. Yep. Melbourne's t- game being one, mm-hmm. Frio's game being one. I can't remember what the fourth one is, but I know there were four. So, you guys uh-huh. were up. We had been winning, and then you guys smashed us in the third quarter and started the fourth. And we were down by <laughs> 19 points. Yep. With four and a half minutes yes, to go. Yes, I remember this. It had very similar vibes to the 2015 <laughs> game where, uh, yeah, um, it's again, very similar because in 2017, <laughs> the same thing happened again uh, the week later. Uh, so I was, uh, yeah, yeah. I, I believe it was with Hawthorne again, which is a, a team that we were not expected to beat. Um and we were up with, I think with Hawthorne there, it was like a minute and a half left and we were two, like 10 points up and they kicked two goals very quickly. Maybe you should go for a better team. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, 
the Sydney before the game yeah. against you guys in round 13 played Richmond, who went on to win the flag that year. Yes. Um, also played very badly and then came back. And mm. then the person that kicked the sealer was Gary Rowan in that game. Yeah. And then we played you guys and, and we were losing by 19 points with four and a half minutes to go. Yep. And it's, okay, it's the most ridiculous passage of play. Mm-hmm. Or passages. Because in that last four and a half minutes, we give up three free kicks to you guys. Yep. You guys take two intercept marks in our forward 50. Yep. You guys have two forward 50 entries of your own. Yep. How we many, still... How, yeah, I was going to say, how many goals do we kick and how many goals do you <laughs> kick? Because if I remember correctly, you kick four <laughs> and we kick zero. We kick three goals too. Oh, even better. Yeah. That's why it's yep. better. Yep. So... I, I don't mean, know if that makes it better. I think that makes it worse for no, me. because Buddy fully meant to do the seven-point play. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> but the Callum Mills mark on Anthony McDonald, Tip and Woody, that was amazing. Yep. And then Connor McKenna dislocating his finger didn't help either. Um, yep. Joe Danaher taking that mark and then Buddy pressuring him mm-hmm. to fuck up the kick so Mills could intercept it. Well, not intercept, but just win the contested mark. Nick Newman kicking goal. Yeah. Fucking love Nick Newman. A lot of great memories for me coming back. <laughs> and then Buddy kicking the behind. Your mate, Brendan Goddard, kicking it in with 28 seconds to go. Yeah. Tom Papley smothering it like a little genius. I remember that very, very clearly. <laughs> and then I was standing at this point. Fair enough. Um, with two Essendon supporters sitting on my couch at my house. Mm-hmm. Um, it was tense. And uh, then the... Throw in how the ball got clear, I don't know. Fucking Dane Rampy runs through, kicks it on the outside of his boot, falls short, but guess who wrestles his way to the mark? The dude that kicked the winner bef- the week before, Gary Rowan. There he was again, breaking more hearts. <laughs> mark, 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 Rowan. Marty Gleason, poor guy, just got ragdolled. And then John Longmire was just sitting shocked and... I was confused because when I saw John Longmore, I thought we'd lost because he looked really sad, <laughs> but he wasn't. So we won that. And then we played you guys the first week of finals. Yep. But that game, though, Sydney had gone 0-6 and, and then that game got us into the 8 for the first time that year. Yep. So that's good. Yeah. And then, <laughs> if I remember correctly, played each other again in the final series. First uh, week of finals. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Essendon weirdly haven't won a finals game in, uh, it's, it's might be like 10 years now. I feel like it's longer. Yeah. I feel like it's since around this era of this first story we talked about. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) I think the last final, because we lost to Port Adelaide in a final series in a prelim or a semi, and I think that was the furthest we've made it since then. Well, that would have been 2004. Yeah. Yeah. Or 2007, but I think it's more 2004. Yeah. We should look that up. But Which makes me feel that when we met in the 2017 final series that you may have steamrolled us. Well, it was great because you guys, I was in Singapore. I mm-hmm. changed my flight so I didn't miss this game. Yep. Joe Danaher took a great mark really early in the game, kicked the first goal. Yep. And then went into quarter time with that goal and three behinds and yep. Sydney had 20 points. Yep. And then Sydney kicked something like... Nine goals in the second yeah, yeah. quarter. Buddy had got a big cork on his thigh. Yep. And people were like, oh, he's not going to be able to play. Had a heat pack strapped to it. He was riding the bike. Yep. And then in the first four minutes of the next quarter, he kicked three goals and yep. then turned to 
turned to Ambrose, and I feel really bad for him, but also not, and just said, this is really embarrassing for you, isn't it? And it's on the footage, and it's the greatest thing ever. And then, yeah, Sydney smashed you guys, and then we got smashed the week after. But we shouldn't have made finals after 0-6, and six, so it doesn't matter. Mm, mm, great memories. And this year... Yes? <laughs> 2019, two weeks ago. All our young boys beat you. Yeah. Yeah, they did. Um, Jordan Dawson. Uh, you guys hadn't been playing well at the SCG for a couple of years now. Had <laughs> lost our previous five up there. Essendon hadn't won a game at the SCG f- since 2009, which is... I was in high school the last time we won a game there. I think uh, Sydney was on the bottom of the ladder at this point as well. Yeah, so fun, <laughs> fun fact about this. So uh, round 8, 2018... Essendon lost to Carlton, who were bottom of the ladder at that point and hadn't won a game. Uh, Round 8, 2019, Essendon came across uh, Sydney, who were bottom of the ladder. I think you'd won one, though, hadn't you? Yes. Yes. Uh, So bottom of the ladder, though. Yep. And we lost to you as well. (laughs) So that's a cool trend. I think Essendon just sucks. Um, Nah, they're okay. Um, Zach Merritt's great. Yeah. We've got, look. <laughs> you, have a, you have a face of like wanting to kill me, but also trying to be restrained right now. Hey, look, this isn't my turf anymore. Next time you come in for How Good's Footy, I'm going to be, I'm just going to have heartbreaking losses for the Sydney Swans. Yeah. The worst part is like, I can't even be that angry because like I grew up heaps around Sydney and like worked at the South Melbourne Football Club for like five or six years. The Swans are the best. How can you hate them? Yeah. They got a great theme song as well. They do. Key change and a banjo solo. Yeah, um, and when my uncle used to coach the seconds, maybe? He coached forever. It wasn't, like, the seniors. Um, so, yeah, I was around that a lot uh, in, like, the mid-2000s. So, yeah, joined in on a lot of huddles, got a few the halftime sprays for a team that I wasn't playing for because I was, like, 12 or 13 at this point. <laughs> it was huge. Uh, yeah, quite fond of Sydney. Hate when they beat us, though. Hate when any team beat us, though. I mean... Which happens... Too much for my liking of recent. I think, I just think your coach sucks. But Swans are great. Um, Essendon, big comeback. Yes. Go and watch the videos. Yeah. Because it's magical. They're about 20 minutes of your time. Definitely worth it. Yeah. It's, it is an example of just a lot of superstars that you would have heard lots about if you aren't familiar with this era all playing in basically the same game, all doing what they are best at. Yep. It's crazy. All with really loose Guernseys, so it's very confusing sometimes. Yeah. Gary Moorcroft played this game. Yeah, he also kicked he kicked one of the goals. He kicked the first of the two goals that running goal from outside yep. fifty. It was great. You little guy. Man. <laughs> I miss the good old days. When Essendon were good. Yeah. And had a good coach. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's yeah. your problem. Also Jake Stringer, but whatever. Um Anyway, how can people check out what you do other than this right now? Okay, so I am part of the Sandspans Radio Network, which is a podcast network that me and some of my friends started when we were in uni. That includes a bunch of pop culture podcasts. The ones I'm in are, well, Plumbing the Death Star is a big one. I'm one of the hosts of that. Also, I do How Good's Footy, which is an AFL podcast, which is part of Play on Radio and Sandspans Radio. Lovely. collaboration there it's the only one on your network that i've ever listened to i'll be honest yeah look to be fair good choice if you don't like pop culture and you don't watch movies uh plumbing the death star is not for you you guys often forget and then realize after you've made a reference to something that i although you did the exact same to me today when i walked in because you referenced (laughs) the office and i was like i I don't really watch tv (laughs) 
<laughs> so I think that's weirder than me not watching movies. Let us know in, uh, on Twitter. <laughs> uh, tweet me. Oh, yeah, actually, you can find me on Twitter. I'm at douche13, uh, which is D-U-S-C-H-1-3. Um, and yeah, Sandspence Radio is also at Sandspence Radio on Twitter. And How Good's Footy is, is on Play On Radio, 4 p.m. Wednesdays. Or 5 a.m. Thursdays, <laughs> Melbourne time. So Australian <laughs> Eastern Standard Time. Uh, check it out. And yeah. I love that you're wrapping this up like it's your show. <laughs> I'm so bad at plugs. Anyway, thanks for listening, everyone. Um, this has been I See It But I Don't Believe It. Uh, I'm your co-host, Joel Dusha, And as always, Gemma Bastiani is here. Uh, it's a great episode. Go Bombers. And how do you usually wrap up your show? Look. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.